Well, do we want to like get into it? Yeah, or, let's or, get into it. All right. So, guys, I have some very exciting news to share, and I hope they don't mind me sharing, but we're congratulating them, so I'm sure that they won't. But you're, you're pregnant. No. The no. sperm through the air conditioner type. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, two of our longtime supporters and friends in my family, Danny, my cousin Danny, and Shannon got engaged. So congratulations. Yay! I'm so excited for them. Um, they were at our first show ever yes. and everything. Yes. Thank you, guys. So, I thought they were already married at no, that point. No, no. They've been together for a long time. Um, but I am Danny, what were you thrilled. waiting for? Jesus. Took you forever. Um, but yeah, congratulations to them. So today's surprise shot is for Danny and Shannon. Surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Cheers, guys, to the happy couple. Cheers. Cheers. That was a peaches and cream shot with peach schnapps and whipped cream vodka. Ooh, yum. Good one. All right, what's up, everybody? What's up, John? We're going to do the Gypsy Rose story-ish. I'm not going to do the whole story because I've already done that. I've already done the whole story. You can go back to the episode to listen to that. But she just got released from prison December 28th, and she wrote a memoir called Released, and I thought it would be good to go over it. I don't know. What do you think? Very curious what she has to say. I mean, episode 50 was one of our more popular ones. I remember it very well. Episode 50 was, to me, still, it's one of my favorite cases we've ever done because we covered it obviously before anything came out on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, mm-hmm. recreating this. And so we we went into the story not knowing anything about it. And you told it in such a way where we did assume that she was like wheelchair bound. And oh, I did that. Yes, yeah. I remember. And you were like, oh, she like g- moved out of a wheelchair. Like, how did she do this? I remember it very clearly. So I guess I'm a master storyteller. You are a master storyteller in how you presented that case. Uh, there are a few that that really, really, really stand out, but that a was a few one out of, of six hundred or whatever. That was a very memorable story. That, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you can go listen to that episode that covers everything. This specifically is going to be about her memoirs because I was curious myself on her thoughts. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for her, right? And I know this is a very vulnerable time for her, as you'll see, getting out of prison and having all this publicity and everything. So I just want, if you do listen to this, you may not, may never hear this. I want you to know that I hope you have a fantastic life beyond this and do do great things for yourself yeah. or yeah. whatever. And, okay. and I, well, I have to say, I'm pretty <sighs> sure I was, I was really harsh, not harsh, but like very stand firm in where I stood around, and, around punishment. My, uh, yes. <clears throat> and obviously that's nothing in my control. And I still believe that, yes, like... <sighs> I don't I mean like she was released from prison, okay? Like mm-hmm. but she was also a victim. So yeah. it's it's a very hard delicate situation. So my hope not only I mean like obviously you don't want to wish anyone like bad things necessarily if they're a victim. But I hope that you can like give back to the community and be an advocate for mm. people who are victims of Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah. You know, like obviously we don't want to advocate for killing people, but you know, take a stand and make like maybe set up some sort others? of like yeah. foundation for victims of this syndrome. I don't know, but you know, do something like you have this fame surrounding your crime and then obviously this is a message if she's listening. 
whatever. But like there are victims of this crime. And sometimes, you know, you kind of you made it like not so victims don't have to be silent and suffer in silence. But just do something good for the world. You know, like you can't you can't undo what you did. And I did read somewhere that, you know, she she's reflected a lot. But just like be a good person from now on and don't kill anyone else like june 14th 2015 on gypsy's gypsy and her mother Dee Dee's facebook page a message comes through a status update that says quote that bitch is dead end quote obviously family and friends are a little worried but they also thought it was just some kind of joke or maybe she was hacked so this is mainly Didi's facebook page she has the admin access to it and it was hers and her daughter gypsy's mm-hmm. if you know this story then you know that gypsy was wheelchair bound she had leukemia muscular dystrophy asthma brain damage all kinds of stuff and she was confined to a wheelchair and she was getting all kinds of assistance from different Different organizations like leukemia and lymphoma and uh, uh, what's that one, um, that big one, the McDonald uh, organization. Oh, yeah. Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. So a message comes through that bitch is dead. This is in Springfield, Missouri. They actually moved from Louisiana after Katrina. Police finally enter the home when Dee Dee isn't responding to neighbors or anything else to neighbors or her friends. The police find that Dee Dee, the mother, is stabbed several times. Gypsy Rose was 19 at the time. And in this book, in her memoir, it's weird kind of seeing this, but she says she was 19 and then comma real age 24. She didn't know how old she was. Wow. Because her mother was keeping her young so they can continue the con to get uh, free things from uh, charities. Anyway, she was 24, confined to a wheelchair. Everyone's now concerned, not only for the mother who's been stabbed several times, but where's Gypsy? Where is she? Did someone someone take her from the home, kill the mother, and then take Gypsy? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a big concern. However, we find out that Gypsy was alive and well, living in Wisconsin with her boyfriend, Nicholas John. And she had participated and even planned the murder of her own mother. They found her two weeks later. Both Gypsy and Nick were arrested. Gypsy was sentenced to 10 years in prison. She got out in eight and a half, December 28th. And Nicholas is serving life in prison without parole. The mother, Dee Dee, the victim, had Munchausen syndrome by proxy. And what that basically means is she was pretending her daughter was sick and has all these ailments and illnesses so that they can benefit from charities and social services and stuff like that. So that's what that disability. Yeah. yeah. However, it goes a lot deeper because in 2012, three years before the murder, Gypsy is now getting older. She's 21, real age 21 in 2012. And she's not sick. She thinks she is. She's not sick. She doesn't have leukemia. She's getting fed through a feeding tube and confined to a wheelchair. But that's only because the mother is telling her she's sick. She got a laptop, an HP laptop from a charity called uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Outreach or something like that. With this laptop, when her 
mother would knock herself out with Ambien at night. The mother's passed out. Gypsy started going on the internet. And it was only when browsing the internet that she kind of figured out something's not right in her life. This isn't normal. Her mother is is keeping her confined. And so at that point, she meets this guy named Nicholas Godijan, who they met on a Christian dating site. And that relationship quickly turns to BDSM. Gypsy wants the mother, Didi, to meet this guy, Nicholas. She didn't want to, didn't want anything to do with this guy, didn't want Gypsy to see this guy. But finally, she agreed only if they can meet at a public theater. However, she has to be dressed as Cinderella. This was during the Cinderella movie. Oh, that's right. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. yeah. Remembering all this. So, yes. she, so she doesn't have to be in the wheelchair when they meet. And she was dressed as Cinderella. Apparently, they had sex in the stall, bathroom stall or something mm-hmm. like that. And she got mad at the mother, stormed out of the theater. And then we go to June 14th. Nicholas comes from Wisconsin, Wisconsin stabs Dee Dee 17 times, stabs her to death while Gypsy is hiding in the bathroom covering her ears. So that is that story. But now she's out. She got an early parole and she is now turning 33 years old, her real age 33. And she wrote a short memoir. Now, this isn't going to be the full book. It's a kind of a preview what she says until she can write the book. Like she's writing this Currently. In her own hand, you know, cool. she's pinning this herself. She does have a a, a journalist helping her mm-hmm. who Melissa, who actually is on the front of the book. But it's it's basically just her doing all this. Right. Gotcha. OK, so that is where we're at right now. So what I want to talk about tonight is from what she says in her book, we can finally we can finally actually look into her real background, because before when we did episodes, we didn't know that all that stuff because she never opened up to anyone. Mm -hmm. She only opened up while in prison after a few years and only to this woman, Melissa, who is helping her write this book. So now we can see her family life, what it was really like to live with Dee Dee. You know, what about her father? Was her father really an abusive drunk? You know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like her real life. We can actually see a teaser about what she was living through. Yeah. So that's what this episode is about. So a lot of this is Gypsy reflecting on her decision. She knows she did some. She knows she did something terribly wrong. She betrayed her mother, got her mother killed. And, you know, she's still struggling with that. You can definitely tell in her in her book. Mm -hmm. But I want to start. In 2018, she was taking a mandatory class in prison called Impact of Crime on Victims Class, or ICVC for short. Mm -hmm. She was to write a letter to a person she committed a crime against, which would be her mother, Dee Dee. Okay, and so I want you to kind of read the letters pretty short. Mother, I am now 28 years old and in prison for my part in your murder. And although I can never justify my crime, nor can any letter or apology give back the life that was taken... I am writing this as if you were physically in front of me to express all that I have held in for held in for my whole for the whole of my life. I am writing this letter having had nearly five years to feel the emotions felt when expressing the words written. Every day since your death, I have had nothing but time to reflect on the choices that have led me to where I am today. Moreover, of how your own actions formed the circumstances around mine. The woman writing this letter to you is far different than the girl who was once broken and desperate to live what I 
I would later to come to understand as just an average life for a young woman. Living 23 years of my life with you as my only guardian, the one person who had the responsibility of shaping who I could grow up to become. Unfortunately, my upbringing was a far cry from that which it should have been. Starting from my birth, going into my young adulthood, being isolated from having any other human interaction other than you with you was lonely and has affected my ability to have appropriate social skills necessary to make healthy social interaction with others. The many unnecessary medical surgical procedures and medications that were forced on me to treat illnesses that I did not have left my body marked with scars, both physical and emotional. Your choice not to have me educated growing up has made it difficult to gain appropriate level of education needed for a woman of my age and has caused a depleted self-esteem in my ability to make achievements in society. When mentioning the lack of life experience that was withheld from me by your choice as my mother, you not only took away the normal experiences that shape an individual to be who they are or could be, but you made the choice to keep me from the best things in life that make a life worth living as a youth. The innocent joy of having a first day of school, the fun of going to a mall with friends and buying a dress that would surely never pass your approval, the excitement of being asked to prom, the comfort of your embrace when getting my heart broken for the first time, the nerves of awaiting that college acceptance letter. These are all things that I was not able to experience. It would be many years before I was able to fully understand the reasons why I grew up being isolated from others, being taken into hospital after hospital, doctor after doctor, without anything being medically wrong with me. Waiting for the next time your hand was to strike me for simply trying to make a friend. Fear, manipulation, and isolation were all I knew of your kind of love. And the lingering question of why I was unable to be allowed the one thing that everyone else seemed to have, the ability of free will. Mom, after all that has happened, I have been searching for answers and spending my time trying to learn about myself as a person, trying to make sense of why all these events unfolded with this amount of tragedy. I want you to know that I now understand that you were mentally and emotionally unstable when raising me and that your actions were the result of a disorder called Munchausen by proxy that created creates abuse inflicted on a child due to the mental illness of a parent. With now having the answers I sought to find, I am finally able to let go of the resentment I held against you and forgive you. And moreover, I want to let you know that I'm sorry for having a part in your death. Murder was never the answer or solution. There is not a single day that you go unremembered, and I will carry this regret and remorse for the rest of my life. I will always love you for bringing me into this world, and I will remember you with the love for the woman I know was a good person behind the mental disorder. Going forward, I will take my past and turn it from pain to perseverance, advocating for children who have suffered abuse at the hands of a parent, sharing my story with others to spread awareness of what Munchausen by proxy is and the ways people can recognize the warning signs in the hopes that I can educate and make the next child who wonders, why is mommy doing this to me? That much braver to reach out for help, telling a listening ear before he or she is behind bars for thinking murder is a way out. I can never undo the hurt that was caused by my actions, but I hope by doing this, I am remembering you well and making a positive difference with your memory. I love you, mom. All right. So that was, uh, that was her. That was intense. Yeah. So she wrote that by herself. She seems pretty. That was very well written. Yeah, I know. Very, very well written. Gives a different perspective on things for sure. <sighs> yeah, for sure. Hey, Martin. Hey, Martin. Hey, what's up, Martin? Hey, Wolfie. Hey, Wolfie. Hey, so 
Here's the thing to know about this relationship that it's obvious if you read her memoir. The mother, Didi, was suffering from a disorder, but she really did love her daughter. This is a picture in Better Times of her and Gypsy. You see, they they always wore the same outfits. Mm. You know, that to me shows some sort of compassion and love. She has a disorder and that disorder is not her fault per se, but that's the reason it let left her to betray her own daughter, if that makes sense. Right. I mean, it, it's it's just hard to like, because like Gypsy was a victim, like Gypsy was the primary victim mm-hmm. because she, she not, not reap, like, but, you know, reap the, 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 the consequences mm-hmm. of Dee Dee's disorder. But like Dee Dee was also a victim too, because no one in their right mind would like do that to their child like like it wasn't i don't know i'm not bl- i'm not erasing blame of what she did to her but at the same time like it's mm. like how much of it like how much of it was within her control versus out of her control you can argue a hundred percent because she did put her child through all of this but like was she seeking help like was she you know did she know that she had this or i don't know it's it's just hard like because you can't dismiss like you can't dismiss the fact that gypsy was a victim and you but you can't Neither can you dismiss that Dee Dee was... Yeah, but I can, you can make that argument for, like, any murderer, though. Like, any... No one in their right mind would maybe murder another human being or kill right. somebody. Right, But, I mean, it was so... The abuse that the mother did against Gypsy was so prolonged. Yeah. It's not like it was, like, a crime of passion. Like, it was... I get it was a mental illness and a sickness that her mom had. But even when Gypsy was, like, rebelling against her mother, she could have done something differently to stop or gone to seek help or realize, like, oh, my God, like, I'm spiraling out of control. I'm reaching out to make a wish foundation to go get, you know what I mean? Like, all of these things. It was also, like, because it wasn't just she was doing it for, to abuse Gypsy. She was doing it for financial gain. She was, there were a lot of things at play there. Yeah. All right. So Gypsy would say that not only is the mother a victim, but also Nicholas was a victim too. How is Nicholas a victim? I'm just telling you what no, she's no, no, no. saying. I, I, I know, but I'm, I'm curious. She as says, to how quote, is he a victim? Quote, Nick lost his freedom and therefore his life because I was a catalyst. That This is what she's saying. She's blaming herself a little bit. All right. Well, she, okay. In prison, when she first got there, think about it. And actually, let me go over the mother because I feel like that's the most important thing. Okay. First, I need to sort out a few things. This is like housekeeping with this story. There young girls writing letters and reaching out with her own struggles, which she would respond to and help. Very positive. She read every letter, even the bad ones, and they were pretty terrible ones. I also want to say she was not consulted or compensated for anything on TV, including the act. Quote, I am not thankful at all for how the act ripped me from my private life to a public existence that even my mother couldn't have manifested with her most wicked spell. Mm. So if you want to also support Gypsy, don't watch that fucking show. They had a lot of things incorrect in that show. They didn't even consult her or pay her. And she says, Joey King the actor of, that played her. I mean, that, that role made her famous. Mm. Gypsy did get addicted to Suboxone, which is an is what they give uh, op- opioid addicts to uh, curb their 
their like desire. Like a methadone type thing? Huh? Like a methadone? That yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, Suboxone. And I found it interesting. She was addicted to drugs when she got into prison because of all the medication her mother was feeding her. She was addicted to opioids because she was taking them for pain, which she never even had. Wow. You know, so she got into prison as an addict because of the choices her mother made. She had to actually detox while she was in prison, which is crazy. I also did a lot of crying my eyes out, waking from nightmares, detoxing from all the meds I was taking and calling out for my mom because even though it doesn't make sense, I miss her terribly. This story is about betrayal and vulnerability. If you read the memoir, which I definitely, definitely recommend, you can see how vulnerable she is and how much she has been betrayed in her life by literally everyone. The mother, let's start with the mother because that's the most important person. Dee Dee Blanchard. Gypsy Rose trusted nobody else but her mother because the mother was the only person she had contact with. Gypsy didn't have contact with the outside world until she found the internet and started sneaking out and stuff like that. So for 24 years, and that's when she murdered the mother, she was 24 years old, even though she was told she was 19, she didn't know how old she was. She had put all of her trust in the mother who, when she's in prison, thinking about this for several years, finally comes to the realization that the only person she's ever trusted had betrayed her. The mother had betrayed her by doing this to her. Trust is necessary for survival. And for most of my childhood, I was told that my mother was the only thing keeping me alive. Stay close to me, she'd say. I know how to protect you. I have your best interest. She convinced the doctors the same. So Gypsy grew up with no friends, no friends, no outside contacts other than the mother. And within that first year, she thought she starts to realize that the mother had ultimately betrayed her. She's been struggling with both shame and guilt because of this, quote, like two lumps in my throat. She needed somebody to trust in prison. She needed to be vulnerable. And so to be vulnerable, she opened up to one of the inmates in prison. So the ease with which I cried it out to this inmate was a lesson in why we need other people in our lives. You can't just struggle or succeed alone. We are wired not to. My wiring had been haywire for so long. So I decided she was bonding me, bonding with me, and it was safe to form a trust. And then that inmate went to her public defender and told him everything I had told her in confidence. So the second person that she trusted in her life also betrayed her. The inmate had said everything that Gypsy had told her and used it for her own plea deal. Her mother, as we're going to see, had also been betrayed. She, the mother, betrayed her daughter, and then the daughter ultimately betrayed the mother by killing her. This is a dialogue between the writer and Gypsy mm-hmm. on the phone, like in the prison, you know, the phone calls they make. Well, my mother told me my grandfather, Claude, had a wandering eye. My grandmother died in 1997 when I was young, around six years old, I think. My mom was pretty devastated. Soon after her death, like really soon, my grandfather dated a woman named Laura and married her. According to Laura, my mother put Roundup Roundup toxic chemical fertilizer in her food. And that's what's really interesting is that my mother and Laura and my stepmother, Christy, 
were all nurses aides at the same hospital and actually worked together. So from a young age with your parents' divorce and what your mom told you about Claude, do you feel like you didn't have good models of what a trusting relationship looked like? I didn't realize that there were things in my life that weren't normal until I got to prison and worked through it all. Like the baths I used to take with my mother up until right before the murder. Oh, wait, you bathed with your mother as a grown woman? It wasn't all the time, but I would hop in the tub with her and I never thought this was not normal. Nope, that's not normal, Gypsy. Well, it was my mother would shave my vagina. So you can kind of see the mother, the relationship they have is very dysfunctional. Mm. When Gypsy was 19 years old, this is her real age, 19, Dee Dee Blanchard said that her father had molested her. Now, this is really important here because when Gypsy was five years old, she has a vivid memory of her grandfather drawing a bath and not only making Gypsy take a bath bath with him, but also Didi, her own daughter. He made Didi take a bath with him and Gypsy take a bath with him. Both Didi and Gypsy would have to bathe with her grand- grandfather. grandfather. Didi's father. Didi's father. The molestation runs deep in this household. And I'm not going to say this sounds messed up and I don't, it's not across the board, but there are a lot of cases in Louisiana because they're from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cases in Louisiana that have this sort of molestation. You know, we've done cases like that. We've done the sperm cupcakes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like it's rampant there, yep. but it's not talked about. It's kept in the family. Mm. And that's not the whole board, obviously, but I think it is pretty prevalent in a lot of those little, you know, way out in the... The swamps and the boonies, yeah. In 2001, Dee Dee had a car accident, and that's when Gypsy and her lived with Dee Dee's father, Gypsy's grandfather, and his wife. And at that point, when Dee Dee was recovering, she's like 20, she's 24 at this point. The grandfather is taking both of them into the next room and molesting both of them. He denies it, but quote, he did those things to me too. So we kind of see how the mother is getting her personality. The mother shaved Gypsy, like in the bath, her vagina, to make her, quote, clean. The grandmother of Gypsy also had Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Really? Yes. She thinks Dee Dee. Wow. She thinks her mother Dee Dee shaving her and bathing her all the time, needing her quote, little girl to be clean is because of the abuse that she had suffered. Dee Dee was betrayed by her father. Gypsy's actual dad, who left the family, that's a betrayal for the mother, Dee Dee. Now, this, when I presented this case the first time, I'm pretty sure that I presented it like the father is an awful person. However, in recent developments with Gypsy in prison and the, the actual father reaching out, it may not have been that way at all. The mother, Dee Dee, has put lies into Gypsy's head about all of the family members, you know, strategically. She would say the father is doesn't care about you, this, that, and the other. She said when your dad got drunk and you were just an infant, he would pick you up and, quote, shut her up or I will, and how sh- he wished you were a boy instead. The father left the mother for a co-worker and friend named Christy. So all this stuff she's believing, even 
even while in prison. However, quote, Christy is my mother now. I don't know where I'd be without her. The public defender actually contacted the father and convinced Gypsy that the father was actually a, a good person, had no idea that she didn't have these ailments and was restricted by the mother from ever seeing his daughter. So apparently the father was was trying to be involved in Gypsy's life. Okay. Mm. So this is all stuff she's learning recently, right? This is like a confess all type of tell all thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Even in prison, you can see the mother's gone, the one she's trusted, the other inmate she trusted that went behind her back. She has no trust for anyone, even the public defenders. She doesn't know the severity of her crime, number one, but she doesn't have any trust in anything. She can't trust anyone. Yeah. And that's what's going on in her head. A little bit more about her life growing up. The mom never let her see the OBGYN because, quote, she was afraid it would take my virginity. The mother taught her how to shoplift while pushing her in a wheelchair. And this is because in Walmart, and I never thought of this, the handicap accessible doors, they don't have sensors on them. You know, they don't have the same huh. sensors. Right. Does y'all, does the BJs have those? I think, no. No, they don't have sensors on the doors. No, like in the wall, if you steal something from Walmart, it's going to beep. Beep, 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 beep. When you walk out? Yeah, when you walk out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean, I thought you were talking about bathroom. Oh, no, 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 no. So well, they ha oh, I right. mean the doors that open for to be handicapped ac yeah. accessible or disabled. Yeah, so accessible. Didi would push and Didi was a pro at this push Gypsy in a wheelchair. Gypsy's wearing her princess dress because she's got to look the part. Mm -hmm. And Didi would knock something off, maybe some cotton swabs or whatever they need, you know, and then Didi would put it under her princess dress. Mm. And then they would go out the handicap only door where there's no sensors. Okay. And no one checking receipts or anything. Yeah, because who's going to check a, a a girl for leukemia? Even if it does go off, you're not going to check a girl with leukemia. You know. Yeah, I thought you meant like a handicap stall. Oh in no, the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, we don't have sensors on those, which immediately reminded me of Curb Your Enthusiasm. But I'm not going to go on that tangent. Go on. Sitting in a wheelchair helps to more easily knock items into your lap and shove them under your princess dress, she says. The food my mother blended and fed into my feeding tube was a ruse. The make-a-wish trips were as fraudulent as the medical records and the birth certificates that my mother doctored. Sitting in prison, I found that my recollections of what my life comprised were erased one by one. It was as if the entire backdrop of my life had been a giant green screen, just the projected images of a home, a mother, a community. All of which, with just one flick of a button, a light turned off, revealed to never actually be there. The mother had made Gypsy feel like she was sick, dying sick. Mm -hmm. There's photos of her being a baby sitting on a hospital bed. So this happened, but her first memories are being confined to a hospital bed in the house. And she has nothing wrong with her. So she, her whole world, she thinks she's sick, right? She has no idea she's not sick. She has no idea that if she doesn't get her feeding through a feeding tube that she would die. She can't eat real food. Mm -hmm. Like she didn't eat real food. She got it blended for her. Like this is her life. You know, this is how it was. Crazy. Gypsy, once she found the internet and kind of started figuring things out, she did run away at one point. And this was before Nick, before Nicholas, she had met another guy. And then Dee Dee tied her to the bed. So Dee Dee goes and finds her two weeks later living with this guy. Gypsy is 19, 20 
20 years old at the time, but she thinks she's 15 or 16. So she's 20 years old. She runs away from the mother, lives with this guy. The mother tracks her down and says, you know, will you come home? I'll take care of you. I'll change. I'll never be like this again. We can talk about this. And once they got home, Dee Dee ties her to a bed for two weeks with a dog leash after she beats her senseless. The actual worst part is that she used my trust of her to get me to come home with her. She told me if I came home with her, she would let me continue to date him. I believed her, so I agreed. And it turned out to be a lie. Let's talk about the daily life for Gypsy. This memoir is a, like a, preview. a preview to her full book, which is coming out in 2024. Okay, I didn't know that, but that's why gotcha. it, that's why oh, okay. it's so short. Yeah. Daily life for Gypsy living with the mother is this. And you can see how dysfunctional this is. She would wake up with the mother in the mother's bed at 11 a.m. They would both wake up. She would get Gypsy's medicines ready. Now, these medicines are for cancer. They're for pain. They're for everything that she doesn't have, but she's still taking. The mom would then bake some Pillsbury biscuits. And when the house smelled buttery, she would prepare Gypsy's Pediasure and other meds. She was taking a lot of meds through a feeding tube. So she would she would uh, blend up the biscuits in the feeding tube, and that's how she would eat. Then they would watch The Bold and the Beautiful, only getting dressed to run errands. Then they would watch two or three more movies in the house all day. The night routine was the following. She would bathe me, dress me, and put me into our bed, and then put me on a breathing machine, which she didn't need. It actually restricted her breathing. Hmm. Then she would turn out the lights. The mother would knock herself out from Ambien and then she would start searching online. I didn't know I had free will until I began to search the internet with an HP notebook that was gifted to me from Leukemia and Lymphoma Society one Christmas when I was real age 18. The charity thought I was 13. Mother would knock herself out with Ambien and then she would search online and her searches included the following. What do friends do together? What do relationships look like? How to kiss? How teens speak to each other? If she was caught for doing this, she would be scolded and the mother would say she's having, quote, impure thoughts. And then the mother would physically, emotionally, and even supernaturally punish Gypsy. How supernaturally? Like, curse her? Yeah, very good. Once the mother was in a store, and i never seen these, but I guess there are stores with these. In the store, Dee Dee bought a raw cow's tongue. Oh, no. She bought it for a recipe, or more like a spell, a punishment spell, mm. to cleanse my sinful soul, Gypsy says. Ugh. She would cast the spell and say, Gypsy will never find happiness. She will never be free. Wow, now, you got to keep. That's fucked up. You got to keep in mind that Gypsy has no idea of the real world outside of her home and her mother. If a pencil fell off the table, the mother would say, I did that with my mind. If the water starts dripping for no reason, the mother can do that with her mind. I don't remember that part. Me either. Well, no one does. It wasn't tough. She never, uh, yeah, okay. I, I know. I was just saying, like, that's this is that's new. These are also Cajun Louisianians. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, that, yeah, and like voodoo. Voodoo, yeah. witchcraft, that stuff is, is huge down there. But for Gypsy living in this house, 
trusting the mother that not only that she's sick, but she, if, if, you know, if I try to run away or whatever, bad things will happen. So a spell like that is real life for Gypsy. You know, she thought her mom was basically God. Like she thought, like if something fell off the table, she thought 100% that the mother did that with her mind. Wow. So you can see how screwed up her psyche is at this point, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For sure. The mother was not only her only caretaker, but a god, a supernatural god. Her only idea of what real friends do and how real friends hang out is from watching the Disney Channel. Oh, I wonder if she watched Cadet Kelly. That was one of my favorites. Mm. Like after she's I like watched, our age, yeah. Yeah, she's our age. I know, I wanted to join the army after that. <laughs> I was really into camouflage. So things like this, Gypsy was in the Girl Scouts and and she was a brownie, which is like the lowest level. No, a daisy is the lowest level. Or whatever. But she would- Jen was in the Girl Scouts? I was in the Girl Scouts. <gasps> oh my God. Did- I was Do a, we know this? I don't know. I was, uh, I think I made it to junior. I don't know if I got to cadet. I don't remember, but I was definitely. You were not no cadet Kelly, unfortunately. Uh, that's different. So what's a daisy and then brownie? Daisy, then brownie, then junior, then cadet. And then I don't know after that because I didn't get that far. Damn, man. I kind of want some cookies now. With all the medical stuff we we're talking about, the mother would even numb Gypsy's gums to make her drool so doctors would remove her salivary glands all of her teeth decayed mm-hmm. that's also because she was sneaking in candy and candy and soda and stuff yeah and she wasn't brushing because why do you need a toothbrush she didn't have a toothbrush you, you eat through a feeding Easy. let's talk about this nicholas guy and her meeting him because i didn't know any of this stuff she never said any of this stuff until now but her sexuality or what she thinks sexuality should be is a little confused sexuality it's like <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, that was just funny the way you said that. Sexual healing. <laughs> Like, for instance, in prison, she became a, quote, pillow princess four uh, times. That's only what she Only four said. times. Remember the time after our show when we went out mm-hmm. with the, that group of lesbians and they were telling us about all, like, the different definitions? Yeah, uh-huh. they said I would be a pillow princess. You would be a pillow you, princess. Yeah. Absolutely. One hundred percent. are a pillow princess. <laughs> <laughs> That was a fun time. They were fun. I liked them. Mm -hmm. They were fun. All right. Let's talk about the one last thing her sexuality, because it's all screwed up, right? She meets Nick on a Christian dating site. So her life is nothing but betrayal. Brandon's also a pillow princess. I feel like I I probably would be a pillow princess. There's nothing wrong with it. No, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but you can't have both both people being pillow princesses. You'll never get anything done. No, but but I think like we both are. That's (laughs) here's well I okay, here's me. I feel like it would it would depend on the person I was with, probably. Like, cause you could be like very like depending on think about your past relationships, like like I, so, I prefer not to. <laughs> all right, so don't. But like, think about like, is there like if you had someone that like you were more like like ooh, I want to like do stuff to you versus like ooh, take me. You know what I mean? Like maybe I don't know. I feel like it would depend on the person. I don't know. But I'm gonna say that next time. Take me. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see you saying that Maybe and I don't also- want to see you saying it but I can just see you laying there the being long- like take me Nicole <laughs> like- no, that's not how it works it's usually like I'm too tired. 
I can't. Mo- I can't move. <laughs> He's probably like, do something with this. Like, yeah. can you please like do something about this? Nearly verbatim. Yeah. It's 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 like he's gotten it down to the lengths to like, baby, uh, uh, and you're like, have to know what that means. Yeah. So sad for you. Even Nick Nicholas yeah. Gota John. Yeah. She met him on a Christian dating site. She trusted that she wanted to find a normal boyfriend, a good God-fearing boyfriend and eventually husband. Let me so let me she, just let me just interject. I'm so sorry. Like like most people, no, I I can't even really comment on. Like if you if you want to go find a normal boyfriend, I feel like don't go to Christian mingle. Yeah. Or Dude, we're drink. we're like almost done. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is this is a short memoir. Oh, because it's not the whole thing. Yet. It's, it's not just the whole a thing. Little taste of it. It's a little taste of it. I just wanted to because we didn't know any of this about her mother right, and stuff. Right, right. You know, and it does turn out that the mother is a victim as well. She was abused by her own father. You know, her grandmother was poisoning her as well. Dee Dee spent most of her life in hospitals as well as a kid. Her grandmother also had this syndrome. Yep. It may not have been genetic. It was definitely got passed on somehow mm-hmm. to dd mm-hmm. anyway everyone nature versus nurture everyone gypsy trusted has betrayed her she met nicholas on a christian dating site because she wanted someone real and someone faithful she trusted him and he betrayed her her profile on that site was quote i'm a very happy bubbly girl that is interested in sci-fi and fantasy i am a virgin and i am waiting to commit myself to my husband now nicholas was a lot of personal info to put on a dating site but then again she didn't know so i mean you know nicholas was into bdsm and that's where you see all those photos of gypsy rose in the lingerie (gasps) i forgot about that licking dildos and stuff i forgot about those So Nicholas would make her send videos of herself and doing stuff. Like, for instance, he bought her a dildo from Japan and Mm. she had to make a video of herself licking this dildo. It must not have been a very big one if it was from Japan. And he would tell her, good girl, you're being such a good girl. And if she did something wrong, like, for instance, if she didn't call him master, then she would get punished. How she how she reckons it is like this. His love for her was, and she uses this term, uh, carrot and a stick. Her whole life has been carrot and a stick. Mm -hmm. Like her mother, if she pretended and went along with what her mother says, she would get more freedoms, this, that, and the other. But if she didn't, that carrot will be pulled away. Nicholas was the same same way. That was like one of her first real loves. And he would love her. Oh, I love you so much. But if you don't perform right, if you don't call me master, I'm going to pull that love away a little bit. And I'm not going to love you as much kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. a constant betrayal. Anyway, Nicholas most likely saw that this profile, I'm a very happily bubbly girl. I'm a virgin. And this dude's into BDSM and all kinds of crazy shit. You know, he took advantage of her. Yeah, for sure. Four years after the murder, Gypsy meets a new guy and Nick finds out about it. Nicholas writes her saying that it is adultery that he took her virginity so by quote god's law they were married 
this is just another betrayal. So her whole life has been nothing but betrayals. That's why I'm pulling for her so much, you know, because she's very vulnerable right now. She's out of prison. And you know what? I, I think it's good that she did get sent to prison. You know, at first I was like, you know, just don't even send her to prison. It's not her fault. But think about if she didn't go to prison and she didn't learn these things. She didn't even know what Munchausen by proxy syndrome was until she got to prison. Yeah. She didn't learn about in, about trust and vulnerability or anything until she was in prison. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that time may have really done a lot of good for her. You know what I'm saying? She learned a lot about life. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's just the little memoir episode. She's going to release a full book, but I just, you know, we're pulling for her. I, I think the majority of people are oh, pulling yeah. I think so too. I would I would agree with that. I think more so now, like that more and more has come out about mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. You can find more of her photo. Yeah, there's plenty of photos of her doing all kinds of crazy shit, BDSM stuff, but yeah. Mm. Well, she's married now, so she found her husband, Ryan, so good for her. But... Yeah, she's married as of 2022. Apparently, this guy, Ryan, wrote into her, and they became friends and eventually married, so mm-hmm. they're married now. And she says the D is fire. So. That's right. We did see that in one, <laughs> one of the posts. <laughs> so, best of luck, you know. I mean, yeah, and I'm so. sure we'll do another part when the horror full memoir comes out. Oh yeah, out, yeah, and yeah. she's, I mean, she's gonna be struggling for a long time. You know, she's got a lot of a lot of abuse and a stuff. lot of abuse for 24 good, years. Hope she gets a good therapist. Yes, 24 you know? years, man. She she thought she was sick with leukemia and all this shit it's for 24 crazy. years of her life. Yeah, and probably didn't know what any of that meant. Right, 100. percent Being fed through a feeding tube, losing all of her teeth. It's fucking crazy, honestly. She thought it was normal life. It's really sad. And none of the family, none of the family intervened or anything, which is also sad. Yeah. yeah. You know? But apparently she's got um, her her father, her real father, his family. They are supporting, you know, they're supportive of her, stuff like that. Okay. So I don't know, man. That's all you get from the memoir, the first edition. So I hope you guys liked it. I know it was kind of different. It was great. All right. Well, that's it for today. So we'll be back tomorrow doing headlines. And I got plenty of stories this week. I'm finally back on it. Going to hit it hard. I was pulled away from all the stories that I wanted to do because someone uh, made me put in sync. All right, I'm going to end the stream now. So if you keep on complaining, complaining, yeah. All right. Until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. I kind of run this shit.